It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Our Locked On Washington football team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We welcome you to another episode of the Locked On Washington football team podcast. I'm Chris Russell, still coming to you from Canton, Ohio, after Sunday's Washington football team loss in Cleveland to the Browns to drop to one and two. The Baltimore Ravens are coming up. We'll get to all of that and more in just a moment. First, we want to tell you guys about Pepsi. That's right. Thanks to a lack of natural athleticism or commitment or overbearing sports parents, fewer than 1% of 1% of 1% of people will ever play professional football. But instead of entering the NFL, they've joined another league, the League of Football Watchers. That's right. This football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day, no matter how you watch I'll be at FedEx Field this Sunday for the Ravens and the Washington football team, but I, because they serve Pepsi products, am going to have plenty of ice-cold Diet Pepsi. How about you? Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through any game day because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. Pepsi made for football watching. Go to madeforfootballwatching.com to check out the latest football watching content from your friends at Pepsi. All right, so let's get started here on the Locked on Washington football team podcast. Um... As we kind of recover from a week three loss, and unfortunately, it doesn't look like the Washington football team is going to be able to recover without losing one of its brightest stars, and that's Matt Ioannidis. Uh, It looks like he's got a torn bicep that has not been, as of Tuesday morning, confirmed by the actual team. When we spoke to Ron Rivera at 10 o'clock Monday morning, he had not somehow talked to Ryan Vermillion yet the head athletic trainer shortly thereafter, a couple hours after my buddy, Kevin Sheehan from the team 980 uh, and his own podcast. And I love Kevin. He's, you know, uh, we were colleagues for five years and, you know, we're friends and he does a great job. Uh, I don't know how exactly he got this information, but he got it. Uh, And Matt Ioannidis apparently has a torn bicep. At first I thought, you know, not the end of the world because, Um, quite honestly, uh, and I pointed this out on Twitter, I remember back in 2012, and I think there was another example, but I couldn't remember who it was, but I know back in 2012, Stephen Bowen, a defensive end who they signed as a free agent, uh, pass rusher from Dallas in 2011, and Stephen Bowen was pretty good for them for the year and a half or so that he was healthy, but he suffered a torn bicep, tendon, I believe it was called, um, in one of his arms in late November, early December, and he actually played through it. Now, he didn't play great. He was certainly not 100%, right? There's no way to color around it. You just don't play through it with no big, you know, issue. But 
he played through it. They were in a playoff chase. They were trying to make the playoffs at that point. He was an important cog to that defense. He was willing to do it. He fought through it. And again, maybe he was probably never the same after that. I don't know if that's because of the bicep, but clearly he wasn't the same after the bicep injury that year. Uh, And he had some other injuries in the future, so that certainly affected him. But when I first heard Matt Ioannidis bicep, I said, well, that's better than tricep. Tricep is an automatic triceps is an automatic season-ending injury, but apparently this is a season-ending injury as well because shortly after Sheehan's quote and post about the injury saying that it could be possible that Ioannidis is out for the year, Mike Garofolo from NFL Network jumped in and confirmed the diagnosis and also confirmed that Ioannidis is going to miss the year. Now, again, Arm injuries can be different, right? I mean, just because Stephen Bowen played through a torn bicep tendon doesn't mean that Matt Ioannidis can or will, doesn't mean that that's the only in- We just don't know. I mean, generically, it's called the torn bicep, right? There could be all sorts of damage. Or it could be, and again, the team has not talked about this, and the team probably won't talk about this. Ron Rivera hates talking about injuries, but we have to ask, right? We have to keep trying. It could be that a guy like Ioannidis on this particular team is not going to be asked to do what essentially maybe Stephen Bowen was asked to do. And what I mean by that is, so the Ioannidis situation could very well be a different injury, could be more extensive than Bowen's. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I'm not trying to play a doctor. But it also could be a philosophy standpoint. He's one of their best defensive linemen. You can certainly make a strong argument he's their best pass-rushing defensive lineman. Certainly over the last couple years, he absolutely has been. And it's now week three. And Ron Rivera has made it very clear that he is not going to push guys unsafely through injury. And he is going to be extra conservative. Um, I talked about this in a column that I wrote on SI.com. They could have had Kendall Fuller play in a game in Arizona. They could have really used him. He was probably good enough to play. They held him off. How do I know that he was probably good enough to play? Well, he was full practice the Wednesday and Thursday before the game. Then he was limited in practice on Friday, which, okay, is a little bit concerning. But the bottom line is, The next week, he wasn't even listed at all on the practice and injury report. At all. Period. Not at at all. Not even listed as full go, full go, full go. He practiced completely full. He was not even listed on the injury report, which if guys are feeling any sort of thing, they have to be in full transparency with the league, number one, and gamblers, number two. But more importantly, then he goes out on Sunday in Cleveland and plays all 100% 62 snaps. Uh, Kendall Fuller could have played in week two. Ron chose not to. They chose to be more conservative. Why? Well, Ron's not going to say this, but he said it in a way that has annoyed some people, but makes perfect sense to me because I think I know what he's getting at. He's saying, look, we have a young and developing team. I'm not going to take shortcuts. I'm not going to, uh, you know, do things that I feel are against the best interests of the football team in terms of not making them, 
he's not going to sacrifice a game, a win, just to squeeze a little more blood out of out of the rock, if you will. And he's just not going to do that. I mean, he didn't do it with Chase Young on Sunday in Cleveland. Chase Young probably could have played a little bit more, if not more. They were extra conservative there. He could have played Kendall Fuller week two in Arizona. He didn't. My point being is Ron might be looking at this and saying, look, we know we're not winning this year. We know this is a developmental year. He won't say this is a team that doesn't have a shot at the playoffs. He won't say that. He won't say that they're not trying to win. They are. But they're trying to do it smartly and conservatively. They didn't blow out the budget just to add a bunch of pieces because they had money. They're trying to save their money for next year when the whole league could be crippled because of the coronavirus against the cap, and when Washington already has roughly 20-plus million dollars in carryover money and rollover money to next year's cap on top of, to, to absorb the loss that every team is probably going to feel on top of already having room to begin with. So it's possible, it's conceivable that Washington, I've broken this down, could have $65, $70 million of cap space next year to hit free agency. Well, if that's what they're potentially going to have, and Ron Rivera knows that this is a developmental year, then why do you run your best offensive lineman through the woods and try and grind out a game or two or a couple of games or hurt him more or do more damage. Doesn't make much sense, right? So I think this is probably the right move, even though I'm not a doctor and I don't know the extent of it. Maybe they didn't have the option. The point of the matter is, is I don't think this is going to be a year, guys, where Ron Rivera is going to take these extra chances that y'all want him to take, take extra timeouts, uh, just to try and take a desperate salvo. At, I mean, he said he said on Monday, after he bristled on Sunday, I asked him on Monday, I said, hey, Ron, I said, do you guys use a guide? Do you have any kind of statistics, any kind of, you know, any kind of analytics, any kind of data that you use as a guide? He said, no, we, we use common sense. We had lost two defensive linemen. We had lost Dontrell Inman, and we were getting beat by 12 points. With five minutes left to go. He's like, you want me to roll the dice? You want me to throw the quarterback out there and have him suffer a torn ACL because somebody couldn't make a block? You know, he's not going to take these kind of aggressive chances that you all want him to take that are reckless, quite honestly. They might be aggressive, but they're also reckless. There's a balance that everybody has to find. Here's how I know Ron Rivera is not too totally conservative. He's gone for it on fourth and short inside the 10-yard line twice in the first three weeks and converted, and they've scored important touchdowns. Happened in the third quarter in Cleveland on Sunday. I know he's not conservative. Hell, his name is Riverboat Ron. But the bottom line is he's not going to be reckless when it comes to just throwing his team out there. And then you all would criticize him and kill him if somebody suffered a major injury in garbage time. I mean, this game was not close. I don't know what anybody wants him to do. This game was not close enough to roll the dice. I mean, if you're down three points, if you're down one score, if you're down even eight points, you know, okay, 
They were down 14 points after Parkey's 30-yard field goal with 110 left. But they were down 11 points before that. Now you say, well, that's only two scores. Okay, that's 11 points after the 840 mark. I I get it that you can arguably push that this game is not over at five minutes, at four minutes. Hey, you never know. You score a touchdown, you get the onside kick. Onside kicks are pretty much ridiculous at this point, but you just never know. You get a turnover, whatever. You can win this game. You can tie up the game. You can force overtime, whatever. We have to be realistic here, guys. Dwayne Haskins is not coming back from 11 points down with five, six minutes left to go in the fourth quarter. I think Ron knows that. Ron can't say that. I can, Ron can't. I can say it. That's what I believe he thinks. He won't say it. He won't say it. He shouldn't say it. I can say it. I believe that Ron looks and says, I'm down 11, five, six minutes left to go. The hell am I going to go for? Broke here. I've already lost two defensive linemen, two stud defensive linemen, and a wide receiver that... Uh, potentially at that point to a broken hand. He didn't have a broken hand, Inman, who had two touchdowns that day. What am I going to do? To me, this is pretty simple, but to a lot of people, it's not. All right, we're going to hear from Dwayne Haskins after Sunday's loss in Cleveland and Kendall Fuller uh, after Sunday's loss in Cleveland as well, right here on the Locked on Washington football team podcast. I'm your host, Chris Russell. Sorry for getting a little fired up there, but some of the questioning is annoying to me, um, and it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense, quite honestly. It just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. We're here for rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is the place, guys, for you to go for all of the parts your car or truck will ever, ever need. And why go anywhere else when you can, well, Go to your computer, you can go to your phone, you can sit on your couch, you can sit at your kitchen table, you can lay in bed. Whatever you want to do, you can get the full rockauto.com parts experience. It's right there for you. Whatever you might need, a major part, a minor part for your car, your truck, if you have a foreign model, if you have a domestic model, whatever it is, they've got it. Vanity you need carpets, you need something to spruce up your your rims, whatever you want and whatever you need. RockAuto.com, their catalog is unique, very easy to navigate. I've been on RockAuto.com. I've ordered from RockAuto.com. I tell you this all the time because I want you guys to go and experience it. Why go to those big auto parts superstores that are going to charge you the overhead that they have for all of that building space and all of the parts that they need, and then they're going to give a discount to their buddies who are in there all the time, and they're going to treat you like, well, you know, why go through that when you can go to rockauto.com to see all the parts available for your car or truck? When you get there, right, locked on in there, how did you hear about us section so they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 
All right, I'm Chris Russell. This is the Locked On Washington football team podcast. Let's hear part of Dwayne Haskins after Sunday's loss in Cleveland, starting off with my question to him about a common thread with the three interceptions that he threw. And remember, it could have been, it should have been, a fourth interception. Hey, Dwayne, um, you know, obviously a rough day in terms of some of the interceptions. Would it, was there a common thread that you saw, Ron, kind of mention if, if maybe you had a little bit better ball placement on a couple of them? I'm uh, not sure which ones he was talking about. Was there something you saw that kind of tied them together? Just really just trying to do too much, um, trying to uh, make a play or, or fit into a window, kind of in a scenario where we're, you know, move back into a chain, third and eight or third and 12 or whatever the, the case or scenario may be and trying to get it all back, um, kind of what happened as far as um, uh, a couple of those interceptions. But um, just trusting, uh, you know, the progressions, um, you know, and that you're not going to get all 18 yards back if it's not there wide open. So finding the running back, finding the checkdowns, um, something I'll continue to work on and get better at. But um, definitely uh, just with, with uh, not, you know, trying to make everything back uh, when you have a, a penalty or a sack or incompletion or a third and long or, or whatever the scenario is, trying to, um, you know, make a play, uh, put you in bad spots. Hey, Dwayne, it's John Kine from ESPN. Did you feel like there was some predetermined by yourself, some predetermined reads that maybe led you to staring down a little bit and gave them a little bit of clue there? Did you feel that or no? No, I didn't feel like I was staring anybody down. Um, the first interception was a cover three look for verticals um, that might carry the Y across on the crossing nine. And uh, I felt that I could get it over top of the backer. Uh, he did a good job of leveraging the mouse so he couldn't finish over the top. And Satan made a great play on the ball. Uh, second interception. Um, that was uh, just a curl route to the field. I should have just thrown the flat. I was trying to fit into a window. Uh, trying to get that uh, third and ten back, and then the um, third interception, I got hurried up, and I uh, tried to, uh, you know, throw it early, and a uh, linebacker undercut me. So, um, you know, this is just playing, you know, situational football and understanding, um, you know, uh, when to take a sack or when to throw the ball down on, on, to the running back and not make plays worse. Wayne, Wayne just generally, what was after the game? Um, you two I can't hear you. Uh, Wayne, um, Rock, Coach Rivera just said after the game. Um, uh, no, not really. Um, Coach Rivera said after the game that you two had a brief conversation, and he basically just said, you're his quarterback, he's sticking with you. When you have your head coach come to you like that after a disappointing game uh, on your part, what does that mean to you to, to know that Coach Rivera has your back going? Yeah, it means a lot. Um, you know, in spite of the bad, I thought I had some good stuff out there to work on and improve off of. Um, you know, Coach Rivera and I are very close, and, and I don't ever want to. Just trying to figure out ways to, to carry the good stuff from this game and learn from the bad game, learn from the stuff from this game that was bad, and I move forward to next week with the tough team, the Ravens at home. So uh, yeah, it's tough. Uh, the competitor in me wants to go back out there and play again, um, but you know, the best thing from this is is learning and uh, using those experiences not only for myself but for the rest of the team. Uh, offensively, we made some mistakes. Got to do better taking care of the ball. Penalties cost us. Um, defensively, we're still working through that, and uh, we're just trying to play team football, play situational football, and uh, we're all we're all trying to come together as a team. Uh, we're really a lot of these guys play for the first time with each other uh, ever, so um, really, there's no excuses for anything. But uh, you know, I'm going to make sure that I keep motivating and pushing these guys, and not only that, motivating and pushing myself to know the potential we have and uh, how much better we can be and how good we can be. I'm sorry, what, what Chase was talking to you at the end on the bench? What was he saying to you? 
Uh, really just that he believes in me. Uh, I had a lot of guys on the sidelines come up to me and, and um, tell me that they believe in me. Um, Chase said um, it doesn't matter if we're down 40. He's still going to be on the sideline rooting me on and, and you know, saying let's go seven. And um, for a guy like that, somebody that I, you know, I look at and admire his work ethic and, you know, have love for, he's like a brother to me. I've known him for some years now and for him to, you know, have the most respect for me and, <clears throat> and uh, have the, the trust in me to get the job done. Not only that, a lot of other guys on this team. So um, I felt like this team, uh, just my teammates did a great job today just trying to keep my head up, uh, knowing that, um, of course, some of these plays I wish I could have had back. But um, we all made mistakes today, and I'm going to make sure I'm better and take the blame for what I did and, and get better from it. Mike, um, in the moment, oh, sorry. I can't hear you. Go ahead, Matt. Yeah. Hey, Dwayne, does, does that help during that in the moment, or are you kind of just focused on, like, I don't know, like, would you I like mean, maybe at the end of the game? Um, but, uh, you know, when, you, when playing quarterback, it's it's more so just keeping yourself or the quarterback coach or Coach Turner or the other quarterbacks and just keep that, that circle small as far as uh, people that you let influence um, your mental during the game or just in general in a week and in a, in a week of practice. Um, you know, we always have a saying that it's just us in this room, and that's all we have to worry about, and that's all we got. So, um, you know, Alex, Kyle, and, and you know, Zampezi and, and Coach Turner um, are very supportive and, um, you know, gave me some tools that I can use going into next week, some stuff that they've been through that they had a, you know, three-pick game or, you know, whatever that happened where they took a loss, and, you know, next week they got better. So, um, I mean, it's only week three. Um, so we have a lot of more game, a lot of more ball to play, but uh, by no means we are we are content with how we're playing football. We want to keep getting better. Dwayne, obviously, you know the interceptions will be the talk all week. But were you happy with how some things happened in the first quarter, and specifically against the third quarter too? A little comeback after that adversary uh, adversity before halftime, and even the first quarter, that first drive, you guys got a couple of first downs and kind of moved the football, got got rid of the football. Yeah, I mean, honestly, talk is just talk. It's outside noise. Um, when you let outside noise into your head, you start thinking and believing whatever the, the hell you read or see. So um, really just letting all of that go and letting it go. It's week two or week three, and that's just the week that it was. And uh, week four is a whole different week. You start over. Uh, Monday, you wipe it clean. You know, you uh, figure out who you're playing, what they're good at, what they're bad at, and work, worry about them. Uh, you can't worry about uh, what someone thinks about you. You can't worry about the game last week. You can't worry about can week before because um, if you go into that game with uh, still worrying about other stuff or uh, not being focused into what you're doing this week, you're going to lose again. So, um, you know, just trying to figure out uh, just moving forward how to find the positives, find the negatives, ignore the noise, ignore, you know, whoever uh, you know has something to say that's not in this building. Wayne, what did you see on the OPI call to Terry McLaurin? That pissed me off. But um, that's the tip conversation you should have with Terry. Wayne, what did you think of what, what did you think of uh, the skill position players Isaiah um, and, and AGG stepping in with with uh, Stephen obviously limited? Yeah, those guys are hungry. Um, Isaiah and AGG are young guys, and they want to find ways to for themselves to get better. They asked me a lot of questions during the week about what we're doing and how they can fit in the game plan, and uh, I felt like they did a good job this week uh, for filling in for Steve and and uh, Don Trail. So. I'm really happy for those guys. I'm hoping that they can continue to get better and uh, be pieces for me. All right, that's Washington football team quarterback Dwayne Haskins uh, meeting the media. Thanks to WashingtonFootball.com and Washington Public Relations there from Sunday in Cleveland. 
Coming up next, a little bit from Kendall Fuller as well, who made his return to the starting lineup for the Washington football team. But first, our friends at Built Bar want you to know that Built Bar is doing awesome, is doing great, and Built Bar has made your favorite chocolate bar even more deliciouser. Yes, that's right. Absolutely. They have six new flavors. I've told you about these six new flavors. They have a cool new product coming out. We're going to tell you about that later on in the week. Six new flavors, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, a lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp, plus their 12 original flavors, great flavors like German chocolate, peanut butter, if you like a little banana bread, mint brownie, salt caramel, uh, coconut, toffee almond, if you if orange is your thing, go right ahead, peanut butter brownie, bars are covered in 100% chocolate, they're soft, easy to chew, guys, and here's the best part, they are healthy as bleep for you. That's right. Low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, great for any kind of diet you're on, great for a meal replacement, great after a workout, great so that you're if you're sitting in traffic still and you're going bananas and you want to go for fast food, don't go for fast food, go for a Built Bar. And go right now to BuiltBar.com and you, if you use the promo code Locked On, will get $10 off your next order. That's right. Use the promo code Locked On for $10 off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, I'm Chris Russell. We wrap up the Locked On Washington football team podcast with Kendall Fuller, who amazingly, amazingly was out week two, couldn't play, and then was not even on the injury report, and was full practice Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, and then played 62 snaps on Sunday in his return to Cleveland. If that doesn't tell you everything you need to know about Ron Rivera not pushing through patient injuries and going crazy and using timeouts for the desperate hope, I don't know what will. It's the, the bottom line fact. Kendall Fuller after the game via Washington football. Kendall, this was your first game uh, with Washington back on the team. How did that feel getting back on the field? Uh, it felt good just the you know, the last two weeks being out there on the sidelines, um, you know, just cheering for them boys, just being able to come out here and get a whole week of practice out there on a Sunday and suit up with them boys. And, uh, you know, it definitely felt good and just looking to get a win next week. Hey, Kendall, John Kime, ESPN. When you guys lose a guy like Chase Young and then Matt Ioannidis, what did that do to your defense? Uh, I mean, you know, talented players, you know, you definitely notice it. But um, we, we also – have that next next man up mentality. Uh, we know the depth that we have at each level. And, uh, you know, we're just looking at the next man to step in and make make their place. Kendall, you talk about players stepping up to uh, fill in that void. Montez Sweat, obviously, he's the starter outside of Chase Young, but he had a huge day. He had that huge tackle for a loss on third and one. He chased down Chick Baker Mayfield for the uh, intentional grounding. Can you kind of talk about what it's like for a player to step up like that when you do lose somebody like a Chase Young or a, Ma- a Matt Ioannidis? Yeah, it's big. Uh, you know, anytime a guy steps in and, you know, makes game-changing plays like that, you know, to get him behind the sticks the way he did, um, you know, especially as a DB, you definitely appreciate it because it makes our job easier on third down. Um, but, you know, Sweat, he's been showing that all training camp all season. 
And, I, you know, that's what we expect from him. Kendall, when you come back on the defense, what does that allow the unit to do differently or, or maybe play things differently than, than you might have otherwise? I uh, mean, we got a, We got a lot of good guys in the secondary, a lot of depth. Um, you know, Fabe and, and, and Jimmy and even guys like Danny and uh, G Strobe. Um, but, you know, I think just my knowledge of the game, you know, knowing what's going on, what's going on in the, in the game, uh, what the offense is doing, uh, situational awareness and things like that, just all different things that I try to bring out on the field with me. Kendall, you were off the injury report this week. How close were you to playing last week? And, and like, yeah, do you feel fine now? How, how uh, Yeah, I'm feeling pretty good. Um, you know, I think last week, you know, I was out a camp for however many weeks. Um, started to feel decent and better last week, um, but, you know, had, had never been been able to get out there on the field and things like that. So um, I think once I once we kind of knew how I was feeling last week, we knew that this week was going to be a go. Kendall, I know the uh, turnovers by Dwayne put the defense in some difficult situations, but I know he was upset about it after the game. Uh, as a defense and you as a leader of the defense, do you say something to Dwayne to kind of lift his spirits uh, maybe reiterate that he's your quarterback and, and all this stuff to kind of, you know, keep his mind straight going forward? Um, yeah, I think everybody, you know, everybody's going to uplift them and things like that. You know, football, football, everybody makes mistakes, things happen. And, you know, we put we put it on us as a defense. You know, we were we were bad at sudden, sudden change today. Um, you know, when the offense did come around and, and get us up, you know, we, we didn't make the plays that we needed to to keep the lead and things like that. So, you know, everybody on, on each side of the ball, you know, thinks that they can win and lose the ball game. And that's the mindset that each each player, each position group has to have. Obviously a disappointing result, but do you see, you know, some of the positives that we were able to see in camp and even week one when you were out against Philadelphia? Can you can you still take some positives moving forward out of this? Uh, I mean, yeah, there's always positives and negatives anytime you, you play a game, whether you win or lose. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, we're out here to come out here and win football games. So we got to take those positive, positives, even take those negatives and learn from them and, uh, you know, make sure that we're coming out next week talking about the positives and negatives after a win. Kendall, how, if at all, did the fans change how it felt on the sideline or how it felt on the field? Uh, it definitely changes it. Um, you know, it just feels like you're in the stadium um, and things like that. But, you know, I was telling a couple of the guys I was glad that my first game back there was going to be some fans and things like that. But, you know, football, you got to you got to especially this year, you know, you got to take take what's coming at you um, and, uh, you know, just keep on going forward. And that's going to do it for us right here on the Locked on Washington football team podcast for Tuesday edition. Uh, we still have plenty of content left to go. Ravens lose on Monday night football. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Some people think it's a really bad thing for the Washington football team. Here's what I know. If they had won last night, uh, Vegas had them as 13.5, 14-point favorites. People were going to rag the Washington team all week long anyway. So now maybe Baltimore will pay more attention, will be angrier, and they'll maybe blow them out or whatever. But the bottom line is, is can we just relax and let Lamar Jackson win a big game first? Can we please stop? Please. Let him win a big game first. A really big game, like a playoff game. Can we do that? Can we do that? Thanks. All right, I'm Chris Russell. Adios. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. 
They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.